Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you, Father, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. We thank you, Father, for Jesus. We thank you for loving us so much that you gave us your greatest. You gave us your son to be born for us, Lord, so that we might live. Father, we are here to celebrate your the gift of life. We're here to thank you. We've come with hearts filled with gratitude at all that you've done, all that you are, and all that you're going to do in our lives. We give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you glory. I thank you for every person represented here today, that not one is here by accident. Father, even as your word goes forth out of my mouth, let your Holy Spirit manifest, Father, uh, your presence upon their lives. Let them have a fresh encounter with you, Father, with your love and with your goodness. Let not one person leave out of here the same. Let every ear be anointed. Let every heart be receptive and every mind alert to receive your word that has the power to turn and change any situation around. Father, as they've come to honor you this morning here, Father, may they experience a miracle today in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you honor and glory. And it's in Jesus mighty name I pray. And everyone said, come on. Hallelujah. Go ahead and smile at the person next to you. And you may go ahead and have a seat. How many enjoyed that? The, the children's program. Give it up for the teachers and the helpers. You know, I told them, the little ones, I don't care if they don't do nothing. Just have them stand there. They're cute. They don't have to do anything because, you know, they're little, but they, they're just cute. How many of you agree? Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. I'm going to take a moment to share with you the word of the Lord. And then, and then I pray you're blessed. And then we, 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 we're going to pray and then we're going to go on with the celebration. Amen. Um, last Sunday of, of the year next, we'll be seeing some of you next year. Not something. Have you had a great year? Has the Lord been good to you? Praise God. I want you to turn your Bibles to the book of Luke. Luke two. We're celebrating Christmas, which I want to say that it is the, the, it is the, um, a, 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 a celebration that is celebrated by the most celebrated holiday, Christmas. Even the world celebrates it. They don't know what they're celebrating. You know, if you, I was listening and if you go to even Dubai and, and other countries where, you know, they, they, they have their God, they're still, it's lit up. It, you know, they're still celebrating Christ. And they, the, the birth of, of, of Jesus, but they, they don't even, they don't acknowledge it. They don't know it, but they're still celebrating it. You know, the lost is celebrating it. And, and, uh, the very one who came to save them, you know, they're celebrating him and some of them on their way to hell. It's horrible to say, isn't it? But Jesus came to give his life for humanity. And so, but, you know, it, it's the most celebrated season of the year and it's the birth of christ that's what christmas is all about now we're not here to argue was it really was he really born on the 25th or don't get tangled up in that get set on the truth that he was born 
A savior was born. That's the important part of it. Amen. You can get into argument. Well, I don't know why they're doing this. I don't know whether the point is. And the truth is that Jesus was born, you know, and I have them sing that song again because he is the reason why we live. You know, even if there would without the birth, there would be no resurrection. You know, we celebrate the resurrection and our redemption and everything that Jesus Christ has done for us. But without the birth, there will be none of that. But thank God that God demonstrated his love. One of the the things that God demonstrated for the, you know, through the birth of Jesus Christ, which is Christmas we're celebrating, is his love for humanity. You know, it's for God so loved the world that he gave his only beloved son, that whosoever... It, it, he, Jesus is a gift to the world, not to the church, not to Christians, not to a certain type of people. For God so loved the world. That included everybody, no matter who you are, what color, what race. You know, Christ loved us even while we were yet still sinners. For God so loved the world that he gave. That's why the spirit of Christmas is the spirit of giving. Amen. And so that, that whosoever believes in him that's all it takes whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life you can have a change of story by simply accepting believing and receiving the greatest gift to humanity which his name is jesus hallelujah you know and i believe there's a people here in this house this morning that understand that gift that has encountered the gift of life and it has forever changed your life. It's been the gift you've been seeking all your life because you've gotten gifts in the past and nothing satisfied you, nothing fulfilled you, nothing made you, you know, uh, uh, did you like, like the gift of Jesus on your, in your life. Amen. So if you're here this morning, if you're not received him yet, you have an opportunity to receive them, receive him even before you leave out of here today. I just believe that Christmas on a Sunday makes Christmas so much better. Because we're going to go about and do what we're going to do, whatever. But it, it, the, the fact is that we, we are celebrating him right. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, Luke chapter 2. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you happy? Are you joyful? Joy to the world. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 6, I'm going to read. Praise the Lord. And it goes on to say, and so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. Say, Fear not. They said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Very important. The angel said, I bring you good news. The the gospel is the good news glad. 
It's not the good, it's not the bad news that makes you sad. Amen. Jesus is good. And he didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. Isn't that good news? The devil is the accuser of the brethren. Jesus did not come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. The good news is that, you know, for we were born sinners. We don't have to die as sinners. We don't have to perish. We don't have to go to hell. Because Christ Jesus was born and he was the gift to redeem humanity. If you're thankful, say hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, that's good news. That's very good news. Amen. For the angel said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, not to some people, to all people. And that's what reached you. You're all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Say Savior. Which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly, say suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace. Say peace. Goodwill towards man. Hallelujah. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. I want to talk to you about the birth of Christ or the meaning of the birth of Christ. And, uh, and I pray that as I, I do that your, the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. If you receive that, say amen. Christmas, the birth of Christ. So through the birth of Christ, it is important to know that the birth of Jesus, as I was sharing with you earlier, it displayed God's love. God's love for all the world. God's love for humanity, as I read to you in John 3.16. The, 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 the birth of Christ also displayed the wisdom of God. The highest form of wisdom was displayed through the birth of Jesus Christ. I want to read to you 1 Corinthians 1. In 1 Corinthians 1, say the highest um, form of wisdom was displayed through the birth of Christ. And in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 24, it says this, But to those who are called, both Jews and Greek, Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. So those that think that are mighty without God are weak. Those that think that are wise without God are foolish. And God uses the foolish and the weak to confound the wise and to show those that are think that are strong that they are weak. And God is talking about us. Amen. He's using us. And these, and the, and the, um, Okay, 
Verse 28. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. That no flesh, say no flesh, should glory in his presence. But of him, of him you are in Christ Jesus. Who Christ Jesus became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Through the birth of Jesus Christ, Christ has been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification and redemption. Somebody say thank God for the birth of Jesus. God demonstrated his highest display of wisdom. You know, I heard it uh, 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 listening to a message that Billy Graham described Christmas this way. Dr. Billy Graham, a great man of God that has gone on to be with the Lord. He described Christmas as if in this, by this example, he said, if an, if a man wanted to talk to, it's like a man wanting to talk or communicate with an ant, a little ant. Can that be possible? No, absolutely not. But in the same way, God had to, uh, uh, had a plan so that God could communicate with humanity. So what happened? He displayed his highest form of wisdom, which God, the son of God became the son of man so that the son of man could become the son of God. God came down through Christ Jesus so that those that received Christ Jesus could come up. Isn't that good? The Bible says that he who knew no sin became sin. So that we that were sinners receiving the gift of life could also receive his righteousness. He took our sin and we accept his righteousness. God, the son of God became the son of man so that the son of man could become the son of God. God through the birth of Jesus came down to the level of humanity so that human beings can come to the level of the father. I know the natural mind cannot understand that, but it's a miracle. But God is, he's a God of wonders. And his name shall be called wonderful because he's full of wonders. He's full of miracles that the natural mind cannot understand. As I was sharing with you last week on, on, on the names of God and, and wonderful is one that he was named that was miracles. You see, there's God does things in your life. You can't put it together. How can somebody like me that was lost or you can put yourself as an example. How can somebody like you that was lost, you know, broken, depressed, uh, addicted, uh, suicidal, with no hope, all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm running out of breath here. <laughs> my, heart's, my heart's bigger than my mouth. So it's trying to catch up. All of a sudden. There's a, 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 a transformation, a change. It's a total miracle. It's a total miracle that only God can do through his son, Jesus Christ. 
is transform a life is make an, uh, uh, take a nobody and make him into a somebody. Somebody that was counted out now has been accepted. Somebody that has been rejected now is accepted. Somebody that has been an outcast, you know, a leopard, uh, uh, unwanted now is somebody that is wanted, desire. Now he's in Christ. Hallelujah. Loved. Cared for. Glory to God. And it's all because of the great gift. Somebody that had no hope. Somebody that was hopeless. Somebody that had no vision, no plan, no desires, no no reason for living. Now they have every reason to live because he lives. They live. And they know that God has a plan and a purpose for them. Isn't he wonderful? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The, The son of God became the son of man so that the son of man could become the son of God. He came down so that we can go up. Hallelujah. Though he was rich, yet became poor. That means he stripped off his divinity to come down to humanity so humanity can come up. Glory to God. Does that make anybody happy? Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. He's wonderful. Amen. So what? In the birth of Christ, let me just share some things with you, what the birth of Christ means to humanity. Can I do that? See, because we can get caught up or we can get, you know, caught up in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, the, what the world displays of it. And we can totally miss, uh, to acknowledge and to benefit from this great gift. You know, the gift of Jesus is a gift that keeps on giving. Other gifts you'll get and, you know, you'll use them for a little bit and they either wear out or that's it, you know? Or some gifts you receive and you just put them aside and forget about those gifts. Well, the gift of Jesus, when you experience it, when you encountered it, it's like no other. It's life everlasting. Amen. And it's the gift that just keeps on giving. I know that sounds a little like cheesy maybe, but it's the gift that keeps on giving. Amen. Hallelujah. And so the number one thing that the birth of Jesus uh, uh, birthed in us or for us is that is the presence of God. The presence of God. Say the presence of God. In Matthew 1, Matthew 1, verse 22. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Matthew 1, verse 22. And it says this, now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Say Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. It God with us. Say God with us. So. The, uh, the, the birth of Christ is the presence of God upon humanity. And, and uh, you know, uh, right, what we're celebrating right now is that the presence of God is that God is with us. That means we're not alone. You know, in the Old Testament, they, God was with them. And God, God displayed his power 
in such a great way. God was for them. They seen the mighty hand of God uh, defending them. You can look at the encounters that were, that were amazing and they're true encounters, but it's not for us just to talk about how, how wonderful and how mighty God was upon his people. It's for us to realize that what God did for them, it was great, but what, where we're at is so much better. Because God was with them. He was for them, but God is in us. God wasn't in them. God is in us by his spirit, by his presence. And if God being for them and with them it was a, a displayed mighty, mighty acts of God. You know, the parting of the Red Sea, manna coming down from heaven, water coming out of a rock. You know, God causing confusion in the enemy's camp. God coming, defending and avenging his people. And that was because God was for them. God was with them. But what could God do for those that are carriers of the presence of God? That's why we celebrate him. It's not Merry Christmas. Yeah. You know, and there's that you're defeated. There's nothing. There's no, we are, we have the presence of God. God is with us. Emmanuel, God is with us. The birth of Christ is that God came to abide in us by his spirit, by his presence. Oh, glory to God. It should be noticeable. It should be, he should be, it should be noticeable on the inside of you and on the outside of you. Something is different. You know, it's the presence of God that makes the difference in the, in the lives of his people. And, and what, what intensifies is the presence of God on the inside of you is acknowledging him and being aware that he's not somewhere up there. He, he's on the throne, but he sent his spirit to live on the inside of you. And that God, you know, God had made his presence to be, you know, uh, carried and moved around in the Old Testament and Ark of the Covenant. They carry the presence of God, you know, uh, uh, but now, in the new covenant, it, he didn't, he didn't make it, he didn't put himself in, in, a, in, in something that was made by man. Now he's made us to be that ark of the covenant. He's made us to be the carriers of his presence. And I want God to reveal that to you like never before. You are not alone. You are a carrier of the presence of God. God is with you. If you receive the gift of life, if you receive Jesus Christ, I want you to know that God is with you. He is for you. And who dare be against you? Somebody shall thank you, Jesus. That's somebody say that's good news. Look at Geneva and say, I'm not alone. Say, God is with me. God is for me. And he is in me by his spirit. The birth of Jesus, the presence of God with us what can happen you know i always think the presence is being present if 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 i'm by myself and somebody's coming at me and i'm by myself but and then you know the absence of my protector my husband is not there he's absent but then stand up babe you know they're they're, they're coming at me they're messing with me and i'm by I, i'm by myself 
and I know I'm by myself. And here's somebody messing with me. But then my protector comes and confronts. He's present. And his presence will make a difference in my present. They're attacking me, babe. He said they better act right. <laughs> and and, it, and it, it makes me feel secure. I know I don't have nothing to worry about. I know he's going to I know he's going to take care of me. Because he's here. Because he's present. Because I know it. That's how it how much more with our heavenly Father. Knowing that his presence is present. I'm aware of his presence. And I know because of his presence, he came to be with us through Christ Jesus. Now, therefore, I know greater is he that is in me than he that is of this world. One translation says, who dare tangle with one of God's chosen one? If his presence makes me secure, how much more the presence of God? Would you let anybody mess with me? He said, nobody wants to try it. My husband says, you can talk about anybody. You can do whatever you want. And I'm going to be okay with it. But one thing don't do is mess with my wife. That's a good husband. (laughs) But you know, God feels like that about you. Personally, God feels like that about you. Do you believe that? I don't know. I do. Because here's he's more real to me than anybody. Amen. He'll take care of you. And I pray that this coming year you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna see a manifestation of the presence of God in your life and like never before. You're gonna be more aware of the presence of God like never before. You're gonna walk with such confidence. If you were confident, get ready because there's another level of confidence that results out of knowing that God is present, that God is with you, that no matter comes our way, they cannot with the one who is present to protect his people. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. If you believe that, say hallelujah. It's a little different Christmas message. Would you think I was going to talk about baby Jesus? Jesus was born. He was a baby, but he grew up. He grew up, hung on that cross, took, defeated death, hell in the grave, rose as king of kings and lord of lords. And now he's sitting at the right hand of the father. Glory. He did it for you. He did it for you. He did it for me. He's a good God. Hallelujah. That's why we celebrate him. Because he lives, we live. God. <laughs> Glory to God in the highest. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, the, the birth of Christ, Christmas. I say in Spanish, it's mas Christ. Christmas. Mas means more. Christ is Christ. Mas Christ. That's what Christmas is all about. Amen. More of Christ. Number two, the, the birth of Christ. What, what did, what did it birth in us is God's purpose. God's purpose. Say God's purpose. God's presence and God's purpose. The purpose of God through the birth of Jesus Christ was to 
reconcile man back to God. The Bible says that we were one going astray. We were once going our own way. But Christ, Christ Jesus gave his life to reconcile us back to the Father. We're no longer off on our own. We're no longer just illegitimate kids. Now we have a, through Christ Jesus, we've been reconciled back to the Father. We have a heavenly Father that loves us. We're not no longer just on our own, doing our own thing. We were once far away. We were once without identity, but now we have been reconciled back to the Father. We are close to God. Hallelujah. The, the purpose of God was to, through the birth of Christ, was to restore the image and the glory of God and his people. The image and the glory of God and his people. You know, God created, the Bible says that God created us in his image and in his likeness. We know that after the, you know, the fall of man, uh, uh, sin abounded and, 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 and death, you know, came upon people, but it didn't end there. God had a plan and Jesus Christ was his plan. He was the gift to reconcile, to be given to reconcile humanity back to God and restore the image of God and the glory of God upon his children. Hallelujah. In John 18, in John 18, 37, it says, Pilate therefore said to him, are you a king then? Jesus answered, you say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born. For this reason I was born. For this purpose I was born. And for this cause I have come into the world that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hear my voice. Jesus said for this purpose, for this reason I've come that I may bear witness of the truth. And he became the king of kings the lord of lords hallelujah and the bible says now because of christ jesus we can rule and reign on this earth as kings and priests we're no longer have to be bound we no longer have to be you know live a life of bondage we used to but because we received the gift the gift of christ he is the king of kings and the lord of lords and those that are in christ jesus the bible says are to walk reign in this life as king and priest if that's you say hallelujah for the, that was God's purpose. The birth of Christ was for God's purpose. Reconciling men back to God. To restore the image of God and the glory of God upon humanity. In 1 John 3, it says this. For this reason, for this purpose, was the Son of God manifested. You know, if you think of Christmas, think of a life of victory. If you have him in you, think a life that is overcoming. Think of a life that cannot be defeated. Think of a life that cannot be depressed. Think of a life that cannot go under. If you're celebrating Christmas, celebrate that because he lives, you live. That the purpose of Christ was so that we can have freedom and liberty and live a life of victory. That means that Every form of defeat in your life because you've received Christ Jesus is broken out of your life in Jesus name. What a reason. This should make your Christmas so much more special. For this purpose 
For this reason was the Son of God manifested. What was the purpose? To destroy. Oh, I need some organ music right now. To destroy the works of the devil. Has he been harassing you? Has he been messing with you? Well, Merry Christmas. <laughs> This Christmas, every harassment of the devil, every form of oppression, every form of repetitive failure in your life because of this gift that you have received in the name of Jesus is broken out of your life. If you receive that, say amen. amen. Jesus put an end to the struggle. This gift puts an end to every struggle of life. Get out of that mentality. We're just struggling, brother. We're just struggling. The struggle is real because Christ is not real in you. Because what Jesus has done in you has not become a living reality. Because once Christ becomes a living reality and what he did for you, it puts an end to every crisis in your life. Dr. Paula she says, Christ puts an end to all your crisis. No Christ crisis. Christ, no more crisis. <sighs> For this reason was the Son of God manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Come on. Every work of darkness, every work of bondage, every work of of, of, of sin, every work of oppression in your life, Christ Jesus was manifested, was born with the purpose to destroy every work of the devil in your life. You don't longer have to put up with it. You don't longer have to put up with that addiction. You don't longer have to put up with being lost. You don't longer have to go cross over another year going through the same thing over and over today. Today. You, that can end for you in Jesus name. Today you can set yourself to receive the gift of life that will put an end in the name of Jesus to every form of bondage in your life. If you're thankful for that gift, say, thank you, Jesus. That was the purpose of the gift. Hallelujah. Purpose, a purpose. Ever felt like you didn't have any purpose in life? You're, you know, you're, you're doing a lot. You're working. You're, you, maybe you're making money. You know, you have a, a, a marriage or, or, you know, good relationships, whatever. But there's something, something missing. Or maybe it's someone missing. Hallelujah. God created you on purpose for a purpose. God created you on purpose for a purpose. And there's nobody that is connected to Christ that is purposeless. There is nobody that is connected to Christ Jesus that is purposeless. Everyone that comes to him, the Bible says, must believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God will give you purpose. He'll be your reason and purpose for living. I've, I, there was a time in my life uh, that, that I felt I was going to church. Hear me out. I was going to church and yet I thought, there has to be more to life than this. I had no sense of purpose. It was just like going to church, going home, going to work, eight to five. It's the same thing over. And I thought, I, there has to be.
to be more to life than this. It was like no purpose. But when I had a, an encounter with the living Christ, when I had an, when Jesus Christ became a living reality to me, not just religion, not just church, when he, the savior of the world, the gift of life, the, my redeemer, the one that saved me, my Lord, my master, when he became a living reality in my life, oh, it injected purpose. It birthed purpose on the inside of me. Now I didn't have to believe the lies of the devil when he was trying to tell me to take my life. Now I didn't have to fall for the tricks of the enemy that told me that, you know, God will use others, but he wouldn't use me. Or that, you know, God couldn't forgive me. Or God couldn't, could do this for others, but not for me. When Jesus Christ, the gift of life, became a living reality in my life, now I just, I had eyes that see light came into my life. And this light bright life worth living. Hallelujah. Now I don't have to buy the lie of the enemy that I'm just here to exist. Nobody that is connected to Christ is just here to exist. Everyone that is connected to Christ Jesus has a purpose. Has a purpose. God said, for I know the plans that I have for you. I know the purpose that I have for you. They're good plans to give you a hope and a good future. Come on, if you believe that, if you're thankful for the Lord, say hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let me keep going and then we're going to pray. Hallelujah. So there is nobody connected to Christ that is purposeless. Praise the Lord. Somebody's receiving purpose this morning. Glory to God. Somebody's receiving a change of story this morning. Hallelujah. Somebody is going to receive a Christmas miracle this morning in your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You think you thought what you knew, what you needed. Oh, but as you're sitting here, God is dealing with you. God is showing you and God is making himself real in you by his spirit. In Colossians 1 27 or 1 26 and 27, the, God, the birth of Christ is it, it, it's God's purpose, God's presence. Hallelujah. Reconciling man back to God. The purpose of restoring the image and glory of God. In first Colossians, I'm sorry, in Colossians, there's no first Colossians. Colossians 1, 26. It says the mystery which has been hitting from ages and from generations. But now, say now. But now has been revealed to his saints. To them God will to make known God will to make this known to you. What are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles? What was this secret that was being kept that Paul the revelator had the privilege to reveal to all God's people? For it was God's people, God's will for his people to come to the knowledge of this revelation. It, it was that this, this was which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is what God wanted his people to know. This was the revelation that he wanted to get, a, get over to them that the apostle Paul had the privilege that was kept secret for a long time. It was that the birth of Christ will be Christ in us. Christ dying for us. Christ being born as a babe and dying as savior of the world. And then living in us by his spirit which in return 
will become the hope of glory, the restoration of glory, the restoration of hope, the restoration of purpose in the life of humanity. If you are thankful for the gift of life, I want you to say thank you, Jesus. Say hallelujah. Glory be to God. God had a plan. God had a a perfect plan all along to restore us, to redeem us, to set us free, to uh, 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 bring us back to himself, to do away with the power of sin over the lives of those that would receive him. And it was all through Christ Jesus. And God kept this promise because Jesus was born. Hallelujah. Christ kept his promise. The Lord kept his promise because Jesus Christ was born. It was a fulfillment of prophecy of that which was spoken in the book of Isaiah long ago that unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and he shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty God everlasting father prince of peace God kept this promise God kept this promise to us that is why now we are free that is why now that we have received and we have new life ah <laughs> we have new life in Christ what what <laughs> Come on. Hallelujah. We have new life. God kept his promise to redeem humanity through the birth of Jesus Christ. Don't you know that if God kept his promise, everything else, all of God's promises, the Bible says, are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. In this gift that you are carrying, in this gift of life, the Bible says that all of God's, this is not a book just to be admired, just a a book of wishes that it might land on you one day. This is a book, it's a covenant. It's a covenant that when you meet the conditions of the covenant and as you have received Christ Jesus, glory to God. The Bible says all of God's promises, everything God has spoken and said about your life. The Bible says they are yes and amen. That means God, when you are in Christ, God says yes to his word. And then in return, we say amen. It means so be it unto me, Lord. But they're in Christ Jesus. So in Christ Jesus, we have the fulfillment of God's promises over our life. If God fulfilled that prophecy, if God was faithful, faithful, look at your neighbor and say faithful. Tell him like, you know, he's been faithful to you. If God was faithful, then he is faithful now because God doesn't change. Christ Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. Christ Jesus is the same, say the same, same. yesterday, today, and forever. Say he doesn't change. Say I don't have to wonder if he's going to change. He was faithful then. He's faithful now. And he'll be faithful until Jesus returns. If you believe that, give Jesus a mighty shout of praise. Hallelujah. He's a faithful God. The Bible says the grass.
grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord remains forever. Jesus and his word are one. He's faithful. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He won't fail you. He can be trusted. He can be trusted. If you keep his word, his word will keep you. Hallelujah. Come on. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will remain forever. Hallelujah. You don't have to wonder how your tomorrow is going to be because you know the faithful one holds your tomorrow. And though everything come, might come against you, or it might feel like maybe, you know, it's not a good season for you. It's not a good time. Don't be moved. Get caught up on his faithfulness and how good God has been. And let that be a, a sign and a prophecy that if God came through once for you, if he showed you his faithfulness before, he's going to surely not fail you ahead. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Glory to God. <laughs> he's so wonderful. He keeps his promises. He's a promise keeper. He's a promise keeper. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Bible says don't get tired of doing what is right. Don't get too many people quit to eat too soon. God is not moved by time and he's not working on your timing. But if you trust him and if you keep doing what is good, the Bible says don't get tired of doing what is good in due season at the right time. You're going to reap your reward. And I pray before the end, the year, the year ends, you're going to see the harvest of your reward released unto you because of God's faithfulness and because of your faithfulness to him. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Is this helping somebody? Is this, has this made already your Christmas a little bit more special? <laughs> Hallelujah. I encourage you, wherever, whatever you do today, wherever you go, with your family, take some moment to, to, to honor, to, to just lift his name. You know, just acapella right there and then. You might not have a guitar, you might not, but just, just start it. Just begin to, it, it, it'll be even a great opportunity in the midst of loved ones to say, let's acknowledge the Lord before we do anything. And what, what the reason why we're celebrating him is because he gave us purpose is because of his presence, because he has not left us helpless, because he is faithful to his promise. Hallelujah. Because we've received the greatest gift uh, anyone could receive. Everything else is just extra but the main thing is the, the gift of life hallelujah and you watch the presence of god you know i i there's people celebrating they don't know what they're celebrating they're having pachangas and everything and you know and it's like what are you celebrating pues no sé, pues eso es lo que hace todo, no sé. have no idea be the light wherever you go say before y'all get on with your pachanga can i tell you something before y'all get started with the Someone's like, pachanga? What's pachanga? I don't even know if that's a good word, but it's just like a fiesta, right? Like a party or like a... My brother said a ghetto fiesta. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but hey, what, what an opportunity to give the greatest gift. People think they know what they need. They're last minute bent over trying to get that last thing sweating in the uh, you know it, 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 because <laughs> you know 
uh, uh, stopping at Walgreens, CVS, like, and, because that one last thing, you know, but the greatest gift, and I'm not against gifts, my dear brothers and sisters, I'm not, but I want you to know the greatest gift you receive has been Jesus. And the greatest gift that you receive is the greatest gift that you can give to those that have not received it. Everything else is extra. Amen. Everything else, it's extra. God is awesome. Hallelujah. Isaiah 9, let's read. And worship team, go ahead and come up here and then we're going to pray. Glory to God. Isaiah 9. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I quoted it, but I want to read it with you. Verse 6, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. What is the government of God? It's the power. It's the authority. The possibilities of God. The government, his power, his authority, the possibilities, possibilities of God. It says shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Consular, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Come on, the birth of Christ is the birth of peace upon God's people. Peace is, 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 a, is, is, is so awesome to discover the peace of God is so beautiful because without it, you know, there's chaos. And, 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 but even if there's chaos, when you have the peace of God, the Bible says, be still and know that he is God. He becomes your prince of peace. Jesus said, I do not leave you helpless. He says, and I don't offer you peace like the world offers you peace. He says, I don't give it to you like the world gives it to you. I give you my peace. Come on. Jesus, the birth of Jesus is, is, is birthing peace in the lives of his children. It's this peace that we all need. It's this peace that gives us a, a, a calmness like nothing. No pill, no medication, no, no shot, no relationship, no amount of money can give you the peace that the Prince of Peace can give you. I'm telling you, it's beautiful and he, God wants you to have it. God wants you to experience it. You know, the, Jesus said, I don't give you the peace like the world gives it to you. The, the world gives you temporary peace, temporary fixes. You're good for a little bit, but then, you know, it, it wears out. He says, I give you my peace. Jesus became the Prince of Peace. And those that receive him have the Prince of Peace on the inside of them. Well, how was Jesus? The best example I can give you is whenever uh, um, they were going to cross over to the other side on ship. And as they went, the Bible says that a storm arose. You know, there's going to be storms that are going to rise in your life. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that there's never going to be a storm or, you know, a trial that's going to rise up in your life. Jesus even said, in this world, you will have trials and tribulations. But Jesus said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. He said, I'm the Prince of Peace. I'll give you my peace so that even in the midst of the trials, even in the midst of the storm, you can be still and know that I am God. (laughs) 
If you've experienced that peace, I want you to just take a moment and say, thank you, Lord. Where, where would I be without this peace? I would, yeah, would have been crazy. But thank God for the peace of God. You know, when they were going to the other side, a storm arose. A, 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 a strong storm and the wind was heavy and the, and the waves were beating on the ship. Water was coming in so much that the disciples thought we're about to die. So they, they were scared. They, they were feared. They feared because they thought we're about to die. Well, they went looking for Jesus. May that peace and that grace come upon your life in Jesus name. They went looking for Jesus. Jesus was asleep in back of the boat, in the back of the boat. He was asleep. He was undisturbed. Does that mean that he could have just, uh, that means that there's a peace that is in Christ that we can have, that no matter how high the water comes, no matter how strong the waves beat on your life, no matter how hard the wind blows, you can live a life that is undisturbed. You won't answer to the storms. The storms will have to answer and encounter. When they encounter you, that you're going to encounter the peace of God and the power of God. And just like Jesus got up and looked at the storm and told it to shut up and be still. And the Bible says that the winds ceased and the waves ceased. And there was calmness. That power and that authority has been given to you in the mighty name of Jesus. That peace that Jesus had whenever he was asleep on the ship, that peace belongs to his children. He's become your prince of peace. <clears throat> Hallelujah. May you experience that peace. May you be undisturbed. May you be confident and assured that God has you, that he will never leave you nor forsake you. May you rest like never before. May your sleep be sweet like never before. And when it, there's, whenever people are anxious and, 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 and full of, of, of worry, you're going to be a witness of the Prince of Peace. They're going to look at your life and know Something is different and you're going to have the opportunity to introduce him to the Prince of Peace. And it's going to be for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Come on, if you receive that, say hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory be to God. The birth of Christ came to birth the standard of God's life in our life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He came to, to give us a standard of life. That is not one that is dragging by this earth. It is not one of lack. It is not one of, of, of being busted up or, 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 you know, living in repetitive failure or, 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 you know, having, uh, 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 the, 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 the power of sin over us. No. He's given us God's standard of life, the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, you know, John 10, 10 says that Satan comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus is good. God is a good, good father. The Bible says every good and perfect thing comes from above. The father of lights in which there is no, no shadow of turning. And so uh, uh, Satan comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. And I remember saying uh, when I, uh, this became real to me, I said, I've had enough of that. 
Because the other part of John 10, 10 says, Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. I've come that you might have life. He's saying, my life like you've never known it. The Zoe kind of life. He says, the good life. The abundant life. One as you've never experienced. The life of Jesus. And, 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 and the Bible says, if any man, any woman is in Christ Jesus, all, he's a new creation. All things pass away. Say, all things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Newness of life. It's the life that the birth of Christ came to give us. A free life. A healed life, a redeemed life, a restored life, a healthy life, a life full of joy, a life full of peace, like like you've never known it. The Zoe kind of life, the Jesus kind of life that only He can give. He's extended it to everyone. For God so loved the world that He gave his only beloved son he was born he grew he fulfilled his mission here on this earth and it was to redeem humanity through his death burial and resurrection and now those that receive this gift of life how many of you receive this gift of life already can live the the standard of life that God offers through his son Jesus Christ one that Jesus said he told his disciples Especially in the life of Peter. Peter was a professional fisherman. But the Bible says that when Jesus encountered him, they were, they were cleaning their nets because they had been fishing and caught nothing. You know, that's the way they made their money. That's the way they brought provision to their home. And they caught nothing. But when Jesus encountered them, he showed them there's another way. You see, we do things our own way, but God has a way of doing things. And God... The birth of Jesus came to give us the standard of life that only God can give us. And it's a life that when we put our trust in Him, what we, what we couldn't do for ourselves, God begins to do it for us. They caught nothing. Can you imagine? They were about to go home. No money, no provision. You know, the weight of life upon them. But Jesus came and said, cast, go and go further into the deep and cast your net on the other side. I'm paraphrasing it. And they said, we've tried. We've done this all night, Jesus. They said, but nevertheless, at thy word, we're going to go ahead and obey you. We're going to do we, we You see, they were not dummies. They were professional fishermen. They knew the, the, they knew the daylight, when it was a good time to fish. They knew how to test the waters. They knew when it, when it was the perfect time for a perfect catch. They were professionals, but they caught nothing. They were tired. They were cleaning the nets. And here comes Jesus on the scene. And Jesus said, take your boat, go a little deeper and cast your net on the other side. If we've done that and we've caught nothing but Jesus nevertheless at your word we're gonna go and we're gonna do it that's all God asks he brings his word respond to it and when you do 
happen. You're able to see his power. You're able to see his life. You're able to experience life like you've never experienced it. The Bible says that they did that and all of a sudden the water started shaking. All of a sudden, you ever seen uh, in a lake when there's like a gather of fish on the bottom? Well, I can imagine the water just started like bubbling and, and shaking and moving and, 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 and you know, uh, uh, fish just started jumping in their nets. Supernatural. Fish, they, they caught such a great catch. The Bible says that boats that had followed them because they wanted to follow Jesus everywhere he went. That little boats that were following, they, they had to come and help with the catch. And Peter seen that catch and he knew the, the love, the mercy and the power of God. And he fell at his feet and started worshiping God. He had such a conviction because he realized that God was God. That Jesus was who Jesus said he was. That, you know, what he couldn't do even in his professionalism. When he encountered Jesus... It took his life to another level. I pray that your encounters with Christ Jesus, even as you grow, that your encounters with Christ Jesus, it will take your life to another level. No matter how professional you are, even in the work of, that you do, may you have encounters with the provision and the supernatural of God upon your life that will drop you to your knees and say, God, only you only you only you who believes that who receives that Jesus I want every head bowed tonight this morning whatever day and time it is